This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Embrace your possibilities. possibilities. Hello, this is Andrew Jobling. Welcome to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast for another week. Paula Day is my guest this week, and we have just had one of the most amazing conversations. And I know I say that every week, but it was incredible. Paula has got an accounting background. She's got a business background. She's been through the highs and lows of business and relationship breakdowns and losing money and losing business, and now has got to a place in her life where she's loving life. She's got smart around how to make money, make money work for her, how to live a life of joy and abundance and time. She's now the author of a book called The Money Playbook, which she talks about in this podcast. It's an incredible book. She's doing amazing things. And if you're interested in simplifying your life, in creating more income with less effort, just say that again, more income, less effort to give you more time, more choices, more options, more love, more joy, more amazingness then this is a podcast you need to listen to. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Paula Day. Hello, Paula. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. You're welcome. Thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the time. We were just saying we're mid-May in Melbourne, a bit chilly, a bit brisk, yeah. but the sun's out. Sun is out. You've got to be grateful for those small things, don't you? Sure do. How's life? Life's really great at the moment. It's full. You know, I've got five kids in this house. What? Five kids? And I'm running a business. What do you mean you've got five kids? Life is full. What, do you just collect kids as you go? Or, I mean, how do you end up with five of them? Should I ask that question? I had three. My partner had two. And so we have five. Uh, One more and it's the Brady Bunch. There'll be no more. No more? That's it? Shut up shop? That's definitely it. And you said you've got a couple of them at home not well today. Yeah, I've got a couple not well today. You know, it's just Melbourne weather gets to us all. I had a conversation recently with a lady who lives in Canada and she said there were days when it was 40 degrees below. Oh, my gosh. And so I sat there and I said to myself, I will never again complain about Melbourne weather. Wow. 40 degrees below. I cannot even imagine it, but I have heard of, yeah, you must be prepared with all the right clothing and everything to go out there. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is not go out there, just stay inside (laughs) forever until it's not 40 degrees below and then go out. Yeah, very true. A lot of online shopping is happening in Canada, I'm guessing. A lot of hiring additional services for mowing. You probably wouldn't mow in 40 degrees. You just snap the grass off, wouldn't you? (laughs) Anyway, we're off topic and we haven't even started. I love it. Paula, tell me about what's exciting you right now. What are you doing? What's really getting your juices flowing? Okay. What's exciting me right now is I've just released this money playbook and it was a really fun thing to write for me Like, because I was like all the fears around money had to come up for me to be able to actually get this out into a book. And I had to question, like, you know, I sat there thinking, can I really write about money? Like, who am I to write about money? Am I qualified to write about money? And this is coming from, you know, an accountant. (laughs) I've been an accountant for over 20 years now. 
and um, still have those thoughts of, am I good enough? Can I do this? And all of those fears. So that's what has been exciting me at the moment. When was it published, Paula? That was put out, I think it's about four weeks ago now. Oh, that so is exciting. Fairly recent, right? So, Congratulations. Is yeah. that your first book? No. Okay. How many have you got now? Someone asked me that the other day. Do you know that I was in my first book when I think I was 19 years old? Well, that's not that long ago. No. No, it's not. Let's just go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got quite a few along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what's the real message in the book? So it's the money playbook. What's the money the real playbook, message? yeah. The real message of this book is, you know what, you don't have to work hard for money, that you can actually set up your life in a way, whether you're running a business or whether you've got, like me, a business, kids, or you've got a career, you can set your life up in a way where it's a little bit more chilled, it's a little bit more systemized and still make the money that you want and still bring in the money that you want to bring in. And, and that's totally okay to do it that way. Sometimes we're just not able to see that that's even a possibility. So in there, you know, I, I stepped through so many different ways to, I guess, awaken your mind to the possibility of different ways of bringing money into your life and, and making things easier for you. Because often um, in our lives, we make things more difficult than they need to be. Like if I spoke to another um, mother of five kids, she might have a completely different way of doing things than I do. But I enlist a lot of the help from the kids to be able to do what I do. And I used to feel guilty about it. Now I don't feel guilty about it. I just work my life in a certain way to be able to grow my business and also bring in more money, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. At the end of the day, money is a mindset, isn't it? It is 100% a mindset. And you were even saying, it's interesting, an accountant with over 20 years, you've obviously a lot of experience about probably academically and book smart and theoretically around money, but that doesn't necessarily mean we believe that we can do it ourselves. And depending on our background and Many people have been brought up with the scarcity mindset of money, don't overspend and got to save and don't throw it away. You can use that. And a lot of people have been brought up in this scarcity mindset. There's people that are brought up lack of deserving. I don't deserve abundance. I don't think I'll ever achieve abundance. I don't think I'm good enough. There's people that grow up in a religious kind of yeah. framework. When I say religious, I'm talking about not necessarily faith. I'm talking about obviously the beliefs that come with money and they say money is the root of all evil. And mm. so then for their people that think, well, I can't be rich because then I'm evil or money's a bad thing and blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, we need money. Like the last time I went out to get something, I had to get keys cut the other day. And do you know what? They asked for money. And I went to the supermarket and I got food and supplies and stuff. And I got to the checkout and I said, well, look, we need money now. And I'm thinking, really, you want money? Like everything requires money. And it not it amazing how we have these beliefs around money bad and we, to want to be wealthy is not a good thing. And, well, don't we need to break down those belief systems and go, okay, hey, we deserve to be abundant. And that includes financial abundance, financially Absolutely. well. I think mm -hmm. financial well-being is probably one of the most important. When you don't have enough money, it's one of the greatest stresses in life, which is going to have a significant impact on your physical well-being. Exactly. It makes a huge impact on your life. As you said, it's a day-to-day -day thing that we absolutely need. But yet so many of us, especially what I see in businesses, I have to say it happens a lot more with women 
than with men. When I've worked with women, they tend to start businesses where they want to give and they have this beautiful give mentality. I want to serve. I want to look after people. I want to use my talents to help people. But they don't charge or they don't charge appropriately. Yet if they were in a workforce, like I had this um, beautiful client I was working with the other day and you know, I was talking to her about raising her prices and I said to her, if you went to work, like if you thought back when you were in a career and you were at your job and they offered you that much money per year, would you take it? And she's like, no way. I'm like, well, what about this amount? And she's like, no way. I would only take what I finished up on in the workforce or a little bit more. And I thought, wow, but in your business, you're willing to not. In your business, you're willing to just work for nothing. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think this is a really important point, Paula. There's a balance in life. There's checks and balances. There's highs, there's lows, there's give, there's take, there's sow, there's reap. And if we don't buy into that, then we break the system. And I think, isn't it interesting? People want to give, 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 but then on the other hand, they don't expect to receive. But that's how life works. You give, you receive, you give, you receive. And I think money is a reflection of the value that you add. I work with authors all the time, Paula, and I always ask them right at the start, I say, well, tell me why you're writing this book. What do you want to get out of it? And most people say, I want to help people, we inspire people. And I always go there. I say, do you want to make money? And it's amazing the wide range of responses I get. Like I'll get, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. If I made a little bit of money, that'd be nice. Or, no, I'm not doing it to make money. This mindset is such a damaging mindset. And when they say, I want to make a little bit of money, I ask, well, why don't you want to make a lot of money? On one hand, you want to help people. You want to get this global. You want to impact lives. You want to be a speaker, an author, a mentor, a coach. You want to do all this stuff to help people. On the other hand, you don't want to make money, but that's just how it works. If you add value to the world, you make money. You've got to expect and Mm. feel deserving of receiving that. And I think that's the first step, isn't it? around having any kind of wealth or abundance. And those mindsets, it could be as simple as one little thing that's happened in your childhood or one little thing, a bit of advice from a parent, a a, a trusted advisor or someone in the workforce or somewhere in, in your education. like, And that's just stuck with you. That little thing is stuck with you. And now you're in your 40s, in your 50s, and you're trying to do something and you don't realize that that little thing just needs to shift. You need to see a different perspective. Like I saw a different perspective at, you know, like much later in life. I was working in corporate for a really long time. I thought that the only way to make money was to turn up to work and to work really hard. And I did that. And I went like above and beyond. And, you know, you'd get a little bit of a bonus. A peanut. A peanut, like just nothing. <laughs> like, And you would work really hard to get that bonus. And it was just how... We were all conditioned to go through. You go, you get conditioned in the school system, you get conditioned when you're going to uni, you get conditioned in the workplace. Like that's how it all was. And so I thought that was the only way. But I remember listening to a podcast similar, probably similar to what you know you do on here, right? And just someone telling me that there's a different way of making money. And I just followed it. And that I it's okay to make action. money. And it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a break in a sec, Paula, but what was the switch that flicked for you to move you out of this work your brains out, trudge your way, trade time for money, work overtime, overtime for peanuts? What was it then that shifted you into this openness to say, oh, there's got to be a better way for me to make money and work less and have more abundance? I was tired 
and I had this little photo of my kids on my desk and that's as much as I saw them. Like I didn't get to see them very much and I thought I'm not there. I'm not even seeing my kids grow up. I'm here at work and I know that I'm doing what I need to do for the family. But at the same time, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be something else because the next step up in my career, like if I stay here, it's great, but you know, you always want to grow. And the next step up for me, I'll never see them. I'll be married to this job. I looked at those people in those positions and they didn't see their family and it wasn't appealing for me. I just thought like, I don't think that's what I want to do. I want to do something different. And it was just like listening to this podcast. I was listening to it quite a bit, but it was an Aussie on there. Like, so it was an American podcast and then they were interviewing like some Aussies. And I just thought, wow, like if this couple can do it and they were running a t-shirt business, right? So they just sounded like they had never done it before. They did it. And so I just thought, you know what, let's give it a go. And I did. And I just implemented, I got myself a coach who had done sort of like that kind of business before. And she helped me like build it out. And I had like the most amazing experience of earning money while I was sleeping, which was just unheard of from what I'd ever seen. That's awesome. So Paula, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into your story after this short break. But I think this question I want to put out to people listening to this is if what you've explained about where you're at, I think a lot of people relate to that. Their work, 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 work. They've got pictures of their kids. They've got pictures of places they'd like to visit or things they'd like to do. They look at these pictures, but they never do it because they never have the time nor the money. If you're listening to this and you're ready to create some change financially and to create a lifestyle that you love and you've got the abundance and the income and the wealth and the time and the money and the choices, if that sounds interesting to you, then hang on because we'll be back and Paula's going to tell more about her story after a short break. Have you ever wanted to write your own book? Have you ever wanted to impact many lives? Do you want to live your very best life? If so, I would love for you to join me at the I Am Author Retreat in Bali, July 23 to July 29, 2023. Come and immerse yourself in an incredible environment. Connect with like-minded people and let your creativity flow freely. If you want more information, contact me at andrew at andrewjobling.com.au and unleash the author within. Paula, in that very short break, I was just saying I love talking about money and you obviously do too. You've got this big smile on your face, love talking about money, but so many people shy from it, don't they? They run from it. They hide from it. They think it's bad. I can't talk about money. I can't talk about material things. That's a bad thing. Why is that bad? I mean, gosh, I want to live in a beautiful house in a beautiful place. I want to travel. I want to wear nice clothes. What is wrong with that? Why as a society have we put such a negative connotation to the things associated with wealth or with abundance, particularly Mm. if you work to create that abundance? Exactly. To me, it doesn't make sense. Why do we let other people's judgment of us, people that probably aren't prepared to do the work to create the abundance, and let their judgment affect what we do and how we think and feel about ourselves and what we do? That's the biggest thing that stops most of us, right? That judgment, that fear of what other people might think what will that person think of me or what will they say about me and you don't even know like they might not think anything about you they might not even take a moment to even contemplate what you're doing but yet sometimes we don't start things or we don't try we don't take the step forward because we think 
I'm scared to do it just in case of what someone else thinks of me. Well, here's the deal. This is what other people are thinking about you and me. Zero. Guess who they're thinking about? Yeah. They're thinking about themselves. We're just going to break that negativity around money. I think we've just got to start to accept, expect, because it's not going to flow to you ever if you don't expect it or feel like you deserve it. Exactly. Want to struggle for the rest of your life? Well, that's it. Keep doing what you're doing. If you want to have abundance and change, you need to change. So, Paul, let's let's talk a bit about your yes, change. That scary, horrible word. (laughs) We all want the benefit of change. We want the result of change. We just don't want to have to do what we need to do to create the change. I'm the same. I think we all are. We're all very resistant to do things that are uncomfortable. So tell us a bit about your background. So you've got obviously an accounting background and tell us a little bit about how you got to that point and you touched on mm-hmm. it and then what you did to create this change in your own life. So yeah, accounting background. So kind of by trade, of course, I started, went into the, the corporate sector and I rose to leadership really fast as in I was leading people at the age of, I think, 26 years old. Why do you think you rose to leadership so fast? Two things were happening at the time. So one, there was a massive push for women in leadership. Like there just wasn't any representation of leaders who were women at that point, um, especially where I was working. And so there was a big push and a lot of support behind taking women who wanted to progress their career and helping them on that journey, which was amazing. Amazing. And like, I I thank everyone who supported me on that journey. The other thing for me that made me step forward, I I think faster than most was that my first child around that time, like I had my first child and it was, I had him just when I was 26 as well. And he didn't develop like all the other kids, you know, like the kids are rolling and doing all the things and he just wasn't developing the same way. So I knew something was wrong, but it took a few years to figure out that my son had a couple of disabilities. So I remember sitting in that sort of space in the in the children's hospital and I had my dad there because I had another kid at the time as well. And it was just really difficult. And then telling me, right, it's time to um, sort of put him in a wheelchair and grabbing out these brochures. And I just was looking at it and thinking, oh my God, like, okay, well, his favorite color is this. Maybe I'll get him a green one. But then my dad just said, no, like, we're not doing it. Like, just give us every bit of support. And we will take every bit of support, like, and we push back on that. And I'm so, so glad that he was there. And he said, I'm going to retire. I'm going to look after him. I'm going to take him to everything we can get him into. And so he went to so many different <laughs> support things. And my dad retired at 53 years old to help wow. me with my son because he said, look, Paula, I want you. Like, you've got longer. Sorry to ask, Paula, were you a single mother? No. So I had a husband at the time um, and he had a a good job too, but he was traveling a lot. So for his job, he had to travel and he had to do regular world trips and he was a software engineer. So they sort of work late at night, but you know, you can't come home. There was a lot of pressure at the time. Yeah. So I had that on the, on my shoulders as well. Like, okay, if my dad's done this for me, I really need to make sure that I do the absolute best that I can. And I did, like I I stepped forward, I I built an amazing career. Um, I got to work on like million and billion dollar projects, got to work with government, I got to work in parliament, I got to work, do a lot of really amazing things. But I got to that point, like a lot of people get to, where I just felt like I needed to change. I needed to see my kids. There had to be a different way 
to do things and there had to be a different way to bring money into my life to support my family and all the things that we had. So yeah, I listened to that podcast. I did the t-shirt business and within, I think it was three months, I had my t-shirt. You did a t-shirt business? I did. Awesome. Okay. So tell us about your t-shirts. So my t-shirts, I still have a small presence in the t-shirt business, but they were just like, I wasn't a designer. I didn't know how to use any of the stuff. I was just stepping forward and I just took action. And like my t-shirts were simple, like my favorite grandma or like, I'm not retired. I'm a dog mama or something like that. It was just like random, funny t-shirts that I did, simple t-shirts. And it's just that I got into a t-shirt community. I put it up on Amazon and some of my t-shirts actually got on the top 10 pages of Amazon. So when you get on the top 10 pages of Amazon, you can imagine how many sales that you're making, right? It's just, it's effortless. It's Mm. effortless at that point. And so I thought, wow, this is fantastic. So I ended up hiring designers. I was like, this is great. I've got designers working for me now. I've got better t-shirt designs. Like this is all starting to roll on. And what I didn't see coming was a relationship breakdown. And I had that business not in my name. Oh. So I lost my t-shirt business. It felt like an overnight thing where I woke up and I couldn't get in. All the passwords were changed. I wasn't able to get into it for seven months. I still can't get into it. (laughs) Wow. Did your partner at the time have any input in that business? No. He was building his own business. So it's more that we both, like you had to apply to get into Amazon, you apply. And he had an account. So we just put it in his name. Like I never had an account before that, right? So it wasn't. I'm guessing you don't have a great relationship with this man anymore. <laughs> so we're not together anymore. Well, clearly. Um, yeah, and it's okay. It's it's not really okay, Paula. It's not okay at all well, for you to build something learn, up. Right? and you then build something up and it's gone. Effectively, that's been stolen from you. Yeah. So I'm sorry to hear that. When it comes down to it, like you learn that when it comes to these things, it really is just your point of view and someone else's point of view. Yep. Right. And there is no right or wrong. That's what I've learned. There is no right or wrong. It's just, it just is. You're being very forgiving, <laughs> Paula. I think there's a very clear case of right or wrong here. I don't know the full story <laughs> and I'm being horribly judgmental right now. So bad me, but it sounds like there is definitely right or wrong. But anyway, I guess what lesson, an expensive hmm. one, but a lesson which clearly you've learned from and you've used as a platform. Yes. So, you know, for a long time there, I tried to hold on to it. I wanted it back. And at a certain point, I think it was about seven months in, I decided that I couldn't do it anymore. Like I couldn't hold on to the thought that I would get it back and I changed direction. So I thought, right, what do I have and what can I do? Like I don't want to sit in this job forever. I don't want to progress. So what other skills do I have? And I thought, wow, look, I've got leadership skills. I've got coaching skills. They've trained me in this for years. So I'm going to go out on my own and be a a coach and consultant. And so that's what I do now. I actually work with small to medium businesses as a business coach, do a combination of business coaching and consulting. And it's been a complete shift because I can now work my business around my kids. I can work it around my lifestyle. I never thought that 
I would be going through COVID, working from home with kids, but that happened as well. But it's just been a complete shift. And I know it's not even the end of the journey, but like just it's never where I thought that I would end up, if that makes sense. Mm, Wow. But I don't think anyone ever has any clue where they're going to end up or how they're going to get there. I think we try and control our lives. We try and control the path and what happens, but things are going to happen like your relationship breakup and then you losing that business. You didn't plan that. I'm sure you had a big plan for your t-shirt business and for what you were going to do big in this world. And then all of a sudden, bang, it's gone. Yeah. And you've got to pivot. You've got to change direction. And I think, I know for me, I'm sitting here never having planned that I would be an author, never thought I could, never thought I'd be doing this, but grateful that I am and grateful that I learned the lessons and kept going along the way. And I think there's a pretty strong lesson there, isn't there? Just go with what happens. Life's going to throw crap at you. And it's what you do with that crap that matters. If you lay it down and plant seeds, roses will grow from it. Yeah. Don't bathe in it. Don't lie in it. No. you got to pick yourself up and work it out. And as you said, sometimes you've got to pivot. Pivot. Sorry, I hate that word. The word pivot was (laughs) hammered to death during COVID. There's one of the words I vowed I'd never say and I said it. The other one is (laughs) unprecedented. These unprecedented times. Yeah. We've got to pivot. No. Can't say those words anymore. (laughs) You hear me saying them? I'll have to slap myself. So what was the key shift for you that helped you really start to build this financial strength that you write Mm -hmm. about? I think the key thing for me is making the decision from worker, this is how I get a paycheck, to actually business owner. And so I had to make that shift in my head. And I see a lot of people struggle with this shift because they don't fully go all in to their business or their new opportunity because they haven't made the shift in their head that that is going to happen. And whatever you need to do to make it happen is what you you need to keep on stepping forward towards. Or they try to make the shift, but they hate every moment of their current life. And so when you're hating on every moment, oh, I hate going to work, I'm going to be out of there soon, or I hate my boss, or I hate this, I was like the opposite. I was, I know I'm aiming for this and I'm moving towards this and I love that right now I've got a beautiful job. I love that I get to work with gorgeous people. Being in gratitude and also making a shift in your head that that's where you're going regardless, I'm not going to listen to everybody you know, maybe there'll be some negative comments or maybe there'll be some advice from people that doesn't actually match up or help you on your journey. But just blocking all of that out and going, you know what, I can do this. I can step forward. There's plenty of people in the world who've done it before me. There's lots of different strategies. I can find something that works. Like just having that decision made, I think helps you on your journey. I think that's wonderful, Paula, wonderful point. We need to live in gratitude. We don't need to love everything we do. And that's for sure. And we won't love everything we have to do Mm -hmm. every day, but we can always be grateful for it no matter what. Because life's too short to be miserable, isn't it? Like you see so many people waking up every day. Oh, here we go. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. I don't like my job. I don't like my boss. I don't like the money I make. I don't like that. I can't do this. I can't say that. And we focus on what we don't want rather than focusing on, oh, wow, I've got a job. I've got a roof over my head. And the key thing that you did is we can change. And what I like about the mindset about moving out of this employee mindset Mm. into a business owner mindset, well, you don't have to be in business to have that mindset. And because there's not everyone listening that goes, well, I really want to get into business for myself. 
I encourage it. You certainly encourage it because it gives you choice, freedom, like incredible freedom. Like you, Paul, I love every day. I love what I do because I get to control it and I get to choose if I want to work harder, I can. If I want to have a day off, I can. However, we all know that there are some people that are a bit risk averse. They like Mm. that feeling of a job, but why not turn up as if you own it? Why not behave as if it's your business and what you do and how you behave and how you interact with people. If you do that in your job, not only will you learn skills, maybe one day you'll say, hey, I can run my own business. Or even if you don't, you're probably going to get pay rises. You're going to get promotions. You're going to get opportunities because the actual boss is going to look at you and go, my goodness, look at the attitude of this person. It's all yes. mindset, isn't it? Everything's mindset. Everything. All mindset. You're going to feel good about it because you're just cultivating that goodness and that happiness every single day, just showing up. And sometimes at the start, it's not easy. Like I definitely, when I wanted to shift that mindset, and I don't know if you've been through this too, I'm sure people have, but sometimes we're so stuck in that terrible mindset that it's hard to shift it. And for me, like people were saying, oh, meditate. And I was like, meditate, I've got too much to do. Like there's too many tabs open in my head. Like how can I turn all of this off? And so when I first started to shift that mindset, like a really good thing that I did is I got a walking meditation. It was like five minutes. I thought if I can get through five minutes, I remember it saying like, just concentrate on your breath, concentrate on the step, look at a tree, look at the sun, like, and you just start to appreciate this beautiful world that we're in rather than being up in your head about all the things that may or may not happen in your day. That's awesome. Hold that thought because let's have a break. I want to come back and touch on that again. And then I want to talk more about your book. This has been awesome, Paula. We'll have a quick break. Hello, I'm Paula Day and I'm a business coach and consultant and I help small to medium business owners really simplify things in their business and bring in more money. Today, I have a special gift for all of you here and it's my money playbook, which will give you 10 strategies to simplify your business and bring in more money. You can get a copy of this at pauladay.com.au forward slash the money playbook. It's just been the mutual admiration society, hasn't it, Paula, during that break? We're just pumping each other's tires saying, you said you're a good interviewer. And I said, you're well, you're a good interviewee. And we're just giving each other a little bit of love, which I think is important, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. If you don't pump your own tires and if you don't pump other people's tires, then you'll be flat. Yeah. I want to go back to the walking meditation idea, Paula, and the concept that I like to consider or get people to think about is mindful moments. Because you're right, the thought of a 60-minute meditation where you've got to stop and lie down and home and contemplate where the stars and the moon are in alignment, I think that's a bit of an outdated practice these days for most people. I mean, there are certainly some people that do it, and I think good on them, that's great. But for most people that are in this frantic, must get things done, go, 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 how do you get that mindfulness happening? And mindful moments, you talked about it. You're walking and you just stop for 30 seconds and you would look at the trees and you look at the sky and you feel the breeze on your face and you stop and go, wow, aren't I glad that I live in this country? Isn't it amazing that I get the freedom to be able to walk in the streets? There are some places in the world you can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Even at work, if you can just stop for 30 seconds and take a deep breath and close your eyes and go, wow. What can I do as a result of this job? I'm able to live where I live and buy stuff that I can buy. And how do I impact people in this job? How does what I do have a positive impact on people's lives? And when you can stop 
every couple of hours for 30 seconds and have a mindful moment, again, same thing. It shifts your mindset. It moves us out of stress and anxiety into peace and creativity. Ideas mm. come, thoughts come, solutions that get solved, healing happens, powerful stuff. It's very powerful. It's, you can't even describe it, how powerful it is, because it just feels like once you do that, you start to get this momentum going and good things start to happen that are so random and out of like, you, you couldn't have even imagined that happening, but it's all directed to where you're going because you're just in the moment, you're, you're completely present, you're able to see the good, you're focused on the good, and more good just seems to come your way. Like I always watch my dad going to the, the car park. If I go into the shopping center with them, I, I dread it. I'm like, I'll meet you there. Because when I go into the car park, I'm like, I always get the best park, don't I, kids? I always get the best park. And like, I do. I always get an amazing park. It can be packed. I always get it. I've got this positive mindset that it's always going to happen for me. My dad goes in there. Oh, I'm never going to find a park. I'm never going to Look get at one. all the people. Oh, my gosh. We're going to be driving around for hours. Exactly. And sometimes he actually turns around and goes home because he can't find a park. He just can't. So I think it's hilarious that why not just try, even if you think it sounds silly, which I did think it was like that at the beginning, why not just try, try five minutes walking meditation or, you know, just that 30 seconds of appreciating one thing in your life. Like even if it's the coffee that's on your desk. Yeah. It's just as easy to expect success and abundance as it is to expect failure and lack. Absolutely. Unfortunately, most people just default to, I knew that wouldn't work. I knew I wouldn't get a park. I knew they'd say no. Why not expect that they... Will say yes. The only reason I'm an author today, Paula, honestly, is naive expectancy. I thought if I'm going to write a book, I'm working in two businesses, I'm working seven days a week, I've got no time, no skills, no background, no qualifications. If I'm going to write a book, it's going to be a bestseller. It's going to be published. It's going to be a bestselling book. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? Exactly. Crazy naivety that I could even expect that, but I just did. And surprise, surprise, within two years of writing it, it was published. And within another two years, it sold over 100,000 copies. And all I can put it to is expectancy, naive, crazy, unrealistic, illogical expectancy. Just as easy to do that as it is to expect that it won't work or it's going to be hard or it's going to be unfun. Exactly. Speaking of books, Paula, tell us more about yours. This is four weeks out. Why yeah. should people buy it what's it going to do for them okay so if you've ever picked up like a, a business book most of them are just not written for this day and age and I'm going to say it most of them are not written for women <laughs> or even people with busy lives people with kids responsibilities all of that they're written for the person who can sit there and hustle hard and work really hard and do it one way and when I went out on my own, I was like, I have to research everything. I have to know what all of these business books are. Like I need to know every strategy. And I just couldn't believe how much of it I didn't follow. But yet I had helped so many people build business plans. <laughs> and I was laughing with one of my colleagues because we would do like business planning for businesses for nine months of the year. It takes up that much time. So strategic planning, business planning, all of those things for businesses. 
And I didn't use this stuff. Like I really simplified things because I'd been doing it for so long, but because I had to work differently because I had kids. Also, I had to work a little bit differently because I had a son who had a few special needs. So I needed to support him, do like a lot more activities with him after work and things like that. And I had to see things differently. I had to turn off to the world. As you said, that's the mindset, right? To turn off to the world who was saying, no, you have to do it this way or you have to work harder or you have to do it in this particular order. And even yesterday, I was speaking to one of my good, good friends and she has done amazing in her business. She's helped so many people and she's made a lot of money, but she is working really hard. And I said to her, she's like, oh, you know, can you call me after work? I'm like, well, what time's that for you? And she's like, oh, it has to be after seven. I'm like, cool, I'll give you a call. And she asked me how I work. And I said, look, I've got like one day (laughs) of clients, right? And they're all backed up. And then on my other days, I've got like some times scheduled out. But most of the time, I actually just finish by 3 p.m. when I pick up the kids from school and I'm done. I've got a lot more time, but I've set up my business with the systems and processes around me, but also I've set up my family life. Like the thing that the business books don't mention, and like I definitely go into this here is don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to do things differently. Yeah. And sometimes that help is in the home. Sometimes, well, And I think your family want to help, don't they? Your kids want to be part of what you're doing and feel like yeah. they're valued. And it's a great connection point as well, isn't it? Where you can discuss. And then when the rewards come, the money comes, okay, what are we going to do as a family? Exactly. Then no. they've got incentive to go, okay, well, we're going to Disneyland when mum hits this business goal. So we're going to help her do it because we want to go to <laughs> Disneyland kind of thing. Exactly. You've got to reward them too. And like my kids know I win, they win. So not so much now because the youngest is now 10, but a couple of years ago, for sure, like if they were making noise when I was on a sales call or I was on a coaching call or whatever like that, I swear to God, like the other four would jump on that kid. Like they're going to tackle them. They're going to make sure everything's okay. Or if that kid needed something, they were going to go and ask me, everyone else would be like surrounding them. No, don't go in there. Like, so there was just this team attitude and I call it team family. But so many times, like especially as parents, we think, oh, no, we have to look after them all the time and we we can't bring them into this team family and ask for some support back. We sure can because if we want to build a business and we've got kids and you've got, you can't do it the traditional way that, you know, because you can't sit there and expect that you're going to be able to work without distraction. And also you can't sit there and expect to do it like traditional way how I was raised. And I think a lot of people were raised in that time is that, I was expected to do all of the things for my kids and and that's what I saw and that's what even though my mum worked, she still made sure she did everything and that was like a big thing. I can't do that. I have to do it differently and it's okay to do it differently. So I talk about really focusing on where you want to go and building that support around you, simplifying things, automating things, optimizing things and also the big thing that is a little bit different to what, uh, and mindset, but a little bit different to what a lot of business coaches do is that I have a big focus on relationships. Because if your relationship is not working, like whether it's you with your family or with your partner, everything is not working. Like, you know it, like you're at work, you had a fight with your partner or you fought for them for a while. It's hard to focus. All you can think of is like, oh my God, I've got to go home to that or I've got to sort out that. I've got to have another fight. So 
I learned the hard way and now I know that is a big focus and all of my clients know that there is always a relationship goal along with our business goals because if we don't maintain that strong relationship, well, the whole thing falls apart and most of the time we're building these businesses to have more time with our you know, relationships, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Sounds like an awesome book, something everyone needs to read, man, woman, and child by the sounds of it. So, Paula, how do people get it? How do people find you? How do people connect with you? So they can download the book for free at pauladay.com.au forward slash the money playbook. If they want to reach out, contact, connect with me, I'm on most of the social platforms. Um, Over on Facebook, I'm Paula Day. And over on Instagram, I am Paula Day. And is your book available hard copy? It's not available hard copy. Oh, my gosh. It's available. (laughs) I want to hold it and open it and smell it. I must admit, as I was speaking to you, going through it, I'm like, hmm. I think you and I need to talk. Yeah, I think Definitely we do. about getting that book into people's hands. This is the kind of book, trust me, people need to hold it and own it and yeah. treasure it because it's a game-changing book. No doubt about it in every respect, yeah. health, well-being, yeah. money, relationships, thinking, mindset. It's not a book just to sit on a device. It's a book to be on people's bookshelves by their bed, to have the pages folded, circle and notes, and that's what it requires. So true. So true. Exactly what my coach said when she read it. She's like, oh my God, I couldn't put it down. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a boring business book. I I assure you, even though I'm an accountant, it's not a boring business book. No, you certainly don't come across as the stereotypical accountant, Paula, that's for sure. So thank you very much for this incredible conversation. We really have had some fun and we've covered some pretty cool concepts and topics. Mm. And it's a really powerful message that you are putting out to the world. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you. Amazing, amazing, amazing conversation with Paula Day. Very powerful. Some amazing things she's doing. She is moving and grooving and helping many, many people. And a new book, The Money Playbook, is definitely one to get your hands on. It's free. A couple of she's giving it away for free. So you want to jump on that before you've actually got to pay for it. There's so many cool things in there about money, about time, about business, about relationships, about mindset, about the stuff you need to do to create the life of joy and abundance that's there for you to enjoy. So you can find her on her website, which is Paula day.com.au you can connect with her on all the social media platforms but i would really recommend buying her book reaching out to her and finding out how she can help you thanks for being with me this week another cracker of a week another message that needs to be shared so i would ask if you found value in this episode please share it with other people please join me next week i'll be back my name's andrew joblink this is the wellness puzzle podcast 